0: Hello, hello, awesome people, and welcome to Authors Chat with Allison, where I will be interviewing inspiring authors and upcoming authors about their book, their brand, and their business. Today, I have with me on the line Reverend Tranice Perry. Welcome. Uh, Thank you so much for the welcome. I'm so happy to be here. You are so welcome. Give us an introduction of who you are. You know, let the audience know who you are and what you do.
1: Okay. Um, So I am a D.C.-bred 40-year-old woman. I am uh, definitely um, spiritual-based. I have a deep um, relationship with God. I'm an author. I've written one book. Um, I also own um, a few other small businesses that I'm working on as well, um, and I am just really excited to be here.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Now, what is the title of your book? The title of
1: my book is Girl, Fix Your Crown.
0: And what about – give us a little um, summary or, you know, history about the book.
1: So it's my first baby. I think I think every author remembers their very first book, and so this is my baby – um, and so it's a book about women empowerment. Um, it's a book to, to remind women that they are a queen, that no matter what has happened in life, what they've been through, um, what losses they may have taken, what victories they may have had, that at the end of the day, God still sees them as queen. And so I think that sometimes we as women, we are so busy doing the role of everybody. We're a mom. We're a wife. We're a a supervisor, a minister, we carry so many different hats that sometimes who we are gets lost in being so much for everybody, and we need a reminder of who God says we are, not what the world says we are, but who God says we are, and that's what this book is for.
0: So what inspired you to actually want to start writing and to write a book? For one, I'm an avid book reader. Um,
1: I can read a book in a day. I love reading. I have always been an avid um, book reader. But if I was honest, I would say this book was birthed strictly, strictly by God. It was a book that was given to me in my dreams um, and just came to fruition. Um, my heart's passion is that women know their worth and women know who they are and whose they are. And so – this book is an extension of it's an extension of me you know making sure that I'm leaving a footprint where women know hey I'm somebody and my voice matters you know I don't care what I've been through in life I don't care who my parents were I don't care where I grew up you know I don't care what missteps I may have made in life I'm, I still matter and that is a passion of mine that I have um, and that book this book is an extension of that.
0: Yes, so do you believe that it is your faith that um, has inspired you to write?
1: Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't be the woman that I am uh, without my faith. And so my my role is to present faith in an everyday type of way. Um, sometimes uh, people focus a lot on the do's and the don'ts. Of faith, and my job is to make sure people know that that no matter what, God so loves you. And any time that I write, I sit down to write a book. That's what I'm trying to convey: is God's love, God's grace, God's mercy, and that faith is what saves me. It, it's absolutely what saves me.
0: Now, when you mentioned um, empowerment or empowering women, I thought mm-hmm. about um, purpose. So do you believe Mm -hmm. that we all have a purpose in life regardless of what we all have gone through?
1: Absolutely. I believe that when God created us individually, that he created a purpose that's only achievable by me. So my purpose is not going to necessarily match um, your purpose. Or the next person's purpose I firmly believe that and that all that I need to achieve that purpose is already within me it's it's like when you when you buy a car and some things in a car are just standard right like they just they come with the car I mean you can add on but it's just something that's just standard that's how I feel like purpose is purpose on the inside of me is standard it comes with everything that God creates there's a purpose behind it. And so because of that, I feel that sometimes purpose can be overlooked by what we go through, right, by what we experience. Um, Sometimes we can drown our purpose out. I can have a strong desire to do something or to to accomplish a goal, but then I'll let my negative thoughts get in the way and talk me out of doing what I know I'm called to do. So everybody has purpose. Everybody has purpose. And I think that one of the – Tricks of the enemy is that he has, especially women, to compare ourselves or to compare our journeys to the next woman. And as of when you do that, so your purpose may be to start a nonprofit, and my purpose may be to start a business, an actual you know a, um, a retail business, for lack of a better word. And because those two things are different. Our journey and our process will be different, but what the what the enemy would do is be like, oh, will have me compare my process to your process, and, and doing it down, dumming down, lack of a better word, my purpose because I'm trying to make my purpose be your purpose, and it can't.
0: Wow, I am so glad you shared that, um, because I am reading on comparison and comparing yourself to other people. And I do believe that women do that a lot, and sometimes they don't really know that they're doing it or they haven't really recognized that they're doing it because they've been doing it for so long. Is there a chapter in the um, in your book that stands out more than any other chapter, even though I, I know the book is, um, I've read the, the book from front to back, but is there one chapter that... Um, you thought kind of really resonated with you? Um
1: there were so many. <laughs> there were so many. Um uh,
0: I think the biggest
1: there were really two that I feel like really um stood out to me and that's the victim mindset and then you're worthy. Um and the victim the victim mindset was basically a chapter that just talked about always being a victim, like just staying in that place of a victim. Um, It talked about some things that I had gone through in life and how I was using those things to explain my bad behavior. I was using those things as excuses or as crutches not to be who God called me to be. And it kept me in a cycle um, and it kept me attracting certain people um, that stayed into my victim mentality. And when they stopped feeding to it, I would cut them off. And so the victim, the victim mindset was definitely one that, one, I had to really go inward to be able to write. I had to allow God to say, what about this? What about this? You know, you still do this um you still respond this way and allow him to do the work before I can even put pen to paper and the other one, uh um, you're worthy. Um I and that kind those two kind of tie in together because the victim mindset will will tell me that I'm not worthy. But when I release the the, the mindset of being a victim then I can fully embrace that I'm worthy. And so you like you can't have of being worthy if you're still stuck in being the victim. Because the reality is we all have a story, and we have all have been through something. It's how do you use your story? Do you use your story as an excuse or a crutch, or do you use your story as a platform to be better and make somebody behind
0: you better? That is... That is really, really awesome. And, you know, when you said worthy, I believe that that's what a lot of people go through back and forth in life, not really thinking that they're worthy enough to rise up and take their place and, and, you know, carry out the assignment or the purpose that God has for their lives. And um, when I um, read through, I was thinking about some questions I was going to ask you one of the ones was, for this book, um, how long did it actually take you to write this book? Okay, most people are going to find it's
1: very amazing, 30 days. It took me 30 days from start to finish. Um, and if I can give a little bit of the backstory on that, um, basically the way God gives me um, books or anything, anything I'm working on, that he will give me a vision first. So I got the cover of the book. First, I got the the name of the book in my dream, um, and I fought it. So I got, I'm not writing a no book. I don't want to write a book. Da, da, da. <laughs> and so I fought it for about two months, two, three months. And then um, I saw the title, like um, I saw I saw a version of my title, and God's like, if you don't do it, I'll give it to somebody else. So I said, okay. So I sat down to start um, just going over the the title and the concept of the book. And then he gave me the cover. So the cover of my book is totally inspired by God. Um, it wasn't supposed to be me, but that's how God designed it to be, so why not be being me. But the girl holding her crown and adjusting it is exactly what God gave me. And then the writing of the book, I actually started writing my book on June 1st. And on June 30th, I submitted it to my editor.
0: Tell us the title of your book again.
1: Girl, Fix Your
0: Crown. Girl, Fix Your Crown. Name three things that you want readers to ultimately gain from reading your book.
1: Wow. Um, The first
0: thing I would want
1: them to know is that you are a queen. That I think I kind of say I think I I, I lost track of a number of times that I said the word queen in the book uh, because I wanted the reader to know that you are a queen. Um, The second thing that I think I wanted the queen to know that you are worthy, right, that you are worthy of, of, of the best that God has for you and that I don't care what it looks like, I don't care what has happened or what's happening presently, that God still desires the best for you. And the third thing that I think is really important is forgiveness. Um, and not just forgiveness for those who have offended, but forgiveness of yourself. Because sometimes we hold ourselves in prison because we won't forgive us for the mistakes the mistake that we've made. So I think that those three things is that, one, um, you are a queen. Two, you are worthy. And three, you are worthy of forgiveness. And to forgive. And And that forgiveness is never about the offender. It's always about you.
0: And do you believe that it is, um, it's healthy for you to forgive rather than to um, hold it in?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I'm so glad you asked that question um, because I feel like our bodies were not created to hold on to ill will, anger, unforgiveness, things of that nature. And so I feel like we, we can do more damage to ourselves, not just physically, but also mentally, when we refuse to forgive somebody. For, not, and I, I want this about forgiveness. Forgiveness is not excusing the behavior or the offense, right? Forgiveness is saying I choose to let go and move beyond that place, whether that person persons ever say they're sorry or they ever apologize, it's in that I take the power. Because when an offense happens and I latch on to it, the offender has now gained a certain level of power over my emotions, over my feelings, over my thoughts, over my actions. And when I choose to forgive, I take that power back. And so to be the best authentic you, you must be in a posture of unforgiveness.
0: Yes. Now, what are you most thankful for right now in your life? Look, during this pandemic season. <laughs> oh, um,
1: I am most thankful for, I would have to say it's, it's a three-part. So definitely, of course, I'm going to say God, right, and in my in my relationship with him. It has been stretched and strengthened and and. And, and magnified to such a degree that's unbelievable to me um during this pandemic. But my family and my friends, um I have experienced a new level of appreciation and love for family and for friendships and for maintaining those friendships. I think that it's easy to be like, oh hey girl, when you're seeing everybody kind of regularly, whether it be at work or at church or whatever. But during this pandemic, you really learn those who are really your core because those relationships didn't suffer. They didn't fall by the wayside, you know, during this pandemic. So I'm most appreciative for my friendships and for my family.
0: And, you know, when you said something about, um, you know, the, the appreciative of, first of all, God, our family, mm-hmm. and our friends, I was thinking about it makes a difference in who you connect with, and it shows right now in this pandemic season of who is actually with you or who has always been with you. So do you believe that having the right connections from this point on makes a difference? Oh, my God, in so many
1: different ways. Um, um, You have to know – that and this this is something I think I believe I got it from T D Bishop T. D. Jakes. Um he was doing a sermon or a teaching, and he mentioned that people are seasons in your life, and that sometimes we make the mistake of confusing a person's role in our life. And then the um the director and producer, and now being there, Tyler Perry misses it too. I in mean, one of his plays, and he talks about just how you have to know that not everybody attached to you is a lifetime attachment. Some people are seasonal, right? Some people are there just for that moment in your life, whether that's a month or that's why you at one job. Or and, and we run into the problem when we want to make a seasonal connection, a permanent connection. But when we treat a permanent connection as if it's seasonal. And so what I have learned to do, and I I'm so grateful that God got something in me early that when I establish a new connection, whether it's business, whether it's personal, um, or any type of level, I always ask God, God, is this a permanent connection or is it seasonal? Because I never want to make them, and I've, I've made the mistake in the past of trying to make people who are seasonal permanent and done more damage. And so now I'm really intentional about getting God's guidance on from from business to personal, because they all interact and they all go together. And I want to make sure that my connections that are seasonal, that I treat them as such still respectful, still loving, still caring, still giving, but being okay when God says that season has ended, let's move forward.
0: And, you know, that's really all God wants us to do is to ask him. So when what you were saying was just wisdom and knowing I need to ask God, you know, whether this person is supposed to be permanent or they're just seasonal. And then we have to be okay with the answer that He gives us, because not Absolutely. every time are we okay <laughs> with the answer that He gives us. What do you
1: think about that? It's true. There have been people that I have wanted to be permanent, and He was like, "Yeah, no." Mm mm, that's not gonna work. And I and and then you know, there's been times where I'm like, okay, no problem, Lord. I hear you, I accept it, and been fine with it. But then there's been times when he said no, and I've said yes, and he was like no, and I'm still going. But what? But what about this quality? And what about that quality? And what about this? And what's happened is his answer never changed. If his answer was no in October, guess what? If I waste 20 years trying to make this person permanent, his answer is still no, for whatever reason. And so, I mean, it's just it's one of those things where I'm, I, I can't say I do it right every single time because I don't, <laughs> but I will say that I've gotten better at being okay with whatever his response is, especially when it comes to um, personal. I'm probably more diligent in asking that question in my personal relationships um, just because, I don't know, I turned 40 and just became a lot more intentional about my time and, and, and time as in what I'm spending it on and who I'm spending it with. And so I've become really intentional in that area. And so I spend a lot of time going, God, you know, is, is, are we good? Everybody, you know, just doing a, a court check. Everybody who I've put in my inner circle, should they be there? You know, is everything good? And been and God, whatever you say to me, I gotta go with. I can't I can't waste any more time trying to hold on that he's told me
0: to let go of. Yes. So true, so true. Listen, share with our listening audience your upcoming um, project or your latest accomplishments. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! Um, so I'm actually working on my next book. I know
1: it took me a little longer than I thought I would have one out by now, but you know, life happens. And so I'm currently working on um, my book. Um, I do a little bit of writing every single day, and that that book is called um, Single, Stays and Dating: um, My Plan to Help God Find Me a Husband. It is hilarious. I read it and be like, girl. <laughs> Let God do this thing. So that – I'm actually working on that right now. I'm very excited about that. And as a result of that particular book, I'm going to be looking to release a podcast in a very, very near future entitled Single Saved, in Dating, um, my experiences um, as a Christian woman in the dating world and what that looks like. And so um, those are my two big things that I'm working on presently. And the other big thing I'm very, very proud of. I I will be starting um my masterial track to obtain my master's degree in social work um uh, with advanced clinical practice. So those are my three top things that I'm doing right now. I'm just so excited about those items.
0: Look, I am so excited for you. I'm trying not to holler and scream over here in the background. <laughs> I really am. Look, we have to support our sisters and be happy when they start elevating and moving up.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Listen, you also have a um, business because, you know, I purchased some things. So tell us a little (laughs) bit about that before we get ready to close. Sure,
1: sure. That's called The the Divine Compliment. And we do custom orders, so T-shirts, bags, um, hats change, anything you could think of that you want a custom item for, um, a birthday gift. We have um, on the website, there is uh, birthday boxes, uh, and, we, and we add items every single week to the website. Um, and also, up under the Divine Compliments brand is my baby, my Perry girl candles. Um, they are 100% soy wax candles, hand poured by me. Um, they come in four different sizes, including wel- uh, wax melts. A variety of um, fragrances. I absolutely love my candles, um, and so those are my other. Those my babies. Those are where I spend my free time on. Um, is the candles, and then the Divine Compliments is uh, my, my two babies.
0: Mhm. That is awesome. So look, you you you're still wearing a whole lot of hats, but <laughs> <laughs> but I am so happy for you. Tell our listening audience uh, how they can get in contact with you.
1: Sure. Um, for the divine compliments and the Purry Girl candles, uh, feel free to go to that website, which is www. Thedivinecompliments. Com. Everything that I offer for them is located there. If you're looking to reach out to me directly, then it's uh, my first and last name at Gmail, um, Trinice Perry, and that's T-R-E-S-N-I-E-C-E, and then Perry at com. I will be um, getting an author page, like an author website with some additional um, content information, just not ready right now.
0: Now, how about your um, book, if they wanted to purchase your book?
1: Um, you can reach out to me directly uh, via email or on my cell um, or Amazon. Amazon actually does carry my book. And if you are a Prime member um, or you have Kindle, you can read it for free right now. So it is currently available for free on the Kindle platform only. Um, but, yes, the book is there. It's, it's still there. Um, I did have the honor and the pleasure of becoming a bestseller when it was first released. And so I'm really excited, but the book is still on Amazon.com.
0: That is a blessing. Now, what would you like to leave the listening audience with? Words of wisdom for our listening audience.
1: My words of wisdom is that you are a masterpiece. Um, When you think of the Mona Lisa, when you think of art, or going to a museum and you see these beautiful paintings on the wall that people come and admire and just stare at, that's what God sees you as. You are his handcrafted, handmade, hand-designed masterpiece. And what I need to know that there is value in your life. There is value in your story. Never be afraid or ashamed to tell your story Because there is somebody in this world that can benefit knowing that you overcame or that you're overcoming whatever it is. So that to every listener that's listening to this, whether it be today or tomorrow, know that you are God's masterpiece and that he has the highest level of value in you, that you are priceless. There's no amount of money that anyone can place on you. That's how valuable you are to God.
0: Thank you for those awesome words of wisdom. On behalf of Gospel Time Machine, AGD Publishing, we here at Authors Chat with Allison would like to thank you for taking time out to spend your day with us. Wishing you much success and blessings on your journey. Peace, Allison.